five, four, three, two, one. Lift off of the Falcon 9. Hi, I'm Mark Boucher, and this is the Space Q Podcast. My guests this week are Matt Kozloff, a managing director at Techstars, and Van Espabodi, co-founder and managing partner at Starburst. Together, they are leading a new Los Angeles-based accelerator, the Techstars Starburst Space Accelerator. Applications are now being accepted with a deadline of April the 7th for the first cohort. The accelerator is notable in that its partners include NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, the U.S. Air Force, Lockheed Martin, Maxar Technologies, Science Applications International Corporation, and Israel Aerospace Industries. My conversation starts with Matt as Van was delayed. Van joins in around the 10-minute mark. Listen in. Welcome, Matt, to the SpaceQ podcast. Thank you for having me. So, Matt, my first question is, um, why did Techstars and Starburst decide to partner in creating the Techstars Starburst Space Accelerator? I mean, after all, from what I can tell, uh, couldn't either of you have done it on your own? Great question. And, you know, to degree, we each have been pursuing in uh, efforts to work closely with uh, space tech companies and help them accelerate their commercial traction. On the Techstars side, uh, we've invested in several really promising new space companies, including a few in your backyard, like Skywatch and Kepler Communications, and a few in mine, like uh, Slingshot Aerospace. Um, and we've been eyeing and, and observing the great success that Starburst has been having uh, over many years of supporting uh, the acceleration of startups in the aerospace and defense industry, working closely with uh, larger, you know, large aerospace and defense uh, primes and, and the government. And uh, we felt that uh, if we were to bring the best, the best of our model and the best of the Starburst model together, uh, we could create, you know, what we consider to be the, the uh, a vital resource to support entrepreneurs in the industry. Uh, and so we have joined forces on this program and brought in, I think, uh, an incredible roster of partners across uh, commercial, civil, and uh, military space uh, in in both the U.S. and abroad. And uh, we're extremely excited to be uh, filling this first program. So, uh, yes, and you, and you seem to be coming in at a time where um, there seems to be some momentum building uh, to get these types of accelerators out there and, and helping these small companies. Uh, five years ago, it would have been a tough, uh, tough to start off uh, with something like this, but today I think uh, your timing's just about right. So you mentioned your consortium, and it, I have to name them all because it's quite a consortium. Um, you have NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, you have the U.S. Air Force, you have Lockheed Martin, Maxar Technologies, Science Applications International Corporation, SIC, and you have the Israel, Israel uh, Aerospace Industries, IAI. Now, can you explain uh, why you chose this diverse group of organizations and how hard was it to convince them to participate? <laughs> uh, well, as, as 
as bringing any consortium of diverse organizations from military, civil, and commercial uh, sectors can be. Uh, it did take some time, um, you know, more than a year, less than three, is I guess what I'll say. Uh, but you know, from the from the beginning, we sought to to, to bring together industry perspectives that would be additive and supporting uh, the the world-class entrepreneurs we want to bring through this program. And we felt that a diversity of perspectives, uh, as well as, you know, different organizations that could bring different kinds of commercial opportunities, um, as well as non-dilutive grant funding opportunities, uh, would be optimal for the startups we bring into the program. Uh, and, you know, having worked at Techstars for quite some time, we've learned that the it is important when you're an entrepreneur to, to hear the voice of many customers, not just one, because if you hear just one customer, you'll probably build a custom solution that might not be right for, for a, a, a big scalable business. Uh, but if you hear multiple perspectives and can triangulate that, uh, you're more likely to build the best business. And uh, that really formed our thinking of how we wanted to, to bring a diversity of viewpoints into this industry. And so uh, that's why you see this, this I think, uh, spectacular roster of partners supporting the program. Now, uh, I noticed that uh, each one of those uh, consortium partners is going to be providing a mentor. Do they have uh, other roles other than that? Yes, absolutely. So uh, more than one mentor, uh, generally at a Techstars program, we bring in about 150 or so uh, executive mentors who work closely with the companies throughout the duration of the program. Um, and our expectation for this program is that each of our partners uh, will contribute roughly 10 to 20 mentors per organization. And you know, our hope is that about half of the, the mentors in, the, in this program will come from our corporate partners. Uh, so in addition to mentoring and working closely with the, the companies to help them succeed, uh, our corporate partners are also helping us select the companies. Uh, and so you know, we'll be very much uh, selecting a class based on the perspective of who our partners find uh, most interesting. Uh, and in the program itself, most of our partners are going to be looking to, to identify commercial opportunities and uh, missions and uh, uh, opportunities that they can formally work with the startups in the program uh, in an accelerated structured frame. So it would not be surprising to me if uh, many, if not all of our companies uh, were able to announce some really great partnerships and contracts by the end of the accelerator. All right. So let's actually talk about the, some specifics of the accelerator itself. So um, can you describe the program from you know beginning to end uh, so that our because I have a lot of startups that listen to this podcast, um, to, to give them an idea of what it is that they'd be getting themselves into. Absolutely. Um, the first thing I'll say is they'll be getting themselves into a um, wildly intense experience in a good way. Um, companies who do our program generally send their core management team or their entire company uh, to work out of our uh, facility and to work closely with both our staff and our mentors and our partners. Uh, and so, you know, what they'll, what they'll experience on day one is they'll be surrounded by nine other companies. We'll be taking 10 companies uh, also, you know, in their industry. Um, and that will form a peer group for them who are, uh, you know, experienced and entrepreneurs going through similar 
ups and downs of starting a business. We, we believe that starting any business uh, is an incredibly challenging thing to do, uh, but that by surrounding entrepreneurs with people who have been in those shoes before and who are in those shoes now and all who want to help uh, create the scaffolding around the entrepreneurs that makes them more likely to succeed. Uh, and so all day, every day, really, the, the goal of Techstars is to help these entrepreneurs succeed. Uh, and that's not even just in our one program. That's across our 48 programs. Uh, we have 1,800 startups that have gone through Techstars, who have raised over $10 billion co collectively. Um, those 1,800 companies are also all you know, digging in all together, leaning in to help other Techstars companies succeed. Our 70 corporate partners across the, the worldwide network are also working to help these entrepreneurs succeed. And what that looks like in, in practice is that uh, and we, we really run our program in three one-month-long sprints. One, our first month is when you meet those of 150 to 200 mentors from our partners in the broader industry. Usually, we're stacking our founders' schedules with 10 to 15 meetings a day with really extremely accomplished, well-networked uh, executives from the industry and adjacent industries who just want to help. They want to roll up their sleeves, give feedback, make customer introductions. Uh, and, and help these companies build their business faster. The goal of all of our programs is to help companies achieve two years of commercial traction, three months, and our mentors are a key part of that. Um, at the end of the first month, our companies each pick about five to 10 mentors they really click with, and we call those lead mentors. They kind of act like the company's board for the duration of the program uh, with all the benefits of the board and none of the downside. So you know, these people don't have control, they can't fire anybody, but they do work to, to to help these companies uh, accelerate. They're making customer introductions, they're leaning in, helping companies hire, fundraise. Um, and so in month two of the program, it's really about letting our companies uh, leverage the deep relationships that they've formed and are forming with our corporate partners, the broader Techstars network, with our alumni and their mentors, as well as, as the Starburst and Techstars staff uh, to execute. That means getting contracts closed, that means iterating on the, the technology, that means uh, doing whatever they need to do to build their business. And then in the third month, usually our founders have experienced so much commercial success and traction that they find themselves in a really good place to raise a round of funding. Uh, and so we'll typically spend a lot of time in that third month working with the founders on their fundraising strategy, on their investor deck, on their pitch, uh, making introductions to appropriate investors. And then we culminate the accelerator uh, with big demo day where we invite uh, several hundred investors and potential customers and executives from our partners to all celebrate the incredible work uh, that our, our startups have done. Uh, and each CEO gets on, on stage and gives what probably most would call the, the best pitch of their life. Uh, and then we work closely with those companies to, to continue to fundraise and grow their business. The structure, the intense structure of the pro pro program goes away and usually the founders return to their hometown. Um, sometimes they'll you know, want to hire some staff to continue to support the local network and business that they've uh, grown. And in LA, there's a very vibrant aerospace customer base. So we would expect, you know, some of our companies might want to hire in LA or uh, move some of their team here, but that's by no means required. Uh, and then, oh, that sounds like Van just joined. Um, yeah, so sorry. And that's okay. Uh, we were just talking about what the what a day in the life, or you know, what the experience actually would would feel like for for a founder in this program. Uh, and and okay. I got to the post TechStars uh, Starburst Accelerator experience, and was just saying that 
you know, once once they've graduated from our program, they're still working with the TechStars staff. They're still working with the Starburst staff. Uh, you know, the, the the formal structure of the program goes away, but they probably at that point will have contracts and pilots and deals with our partners and and beyond that they're executing against, and we'll be still working with those companies as well. All right. So now Van has joined us in the podcast. Uh, so I will circle back and uh, ask you, Van, because I, I did this to Matt, which is um, from your perspective, um, why did Techstars and Starburst decide to partner in creating this, the Techstars Starburst Space Accelerator? Ooh, I love it. Okay, yes. So um, before I joined Francois to start Starburst, I knew about Techstars. I think um, in my, I'm a 15-year veteran of aerospace and defense, and um, the more you learn about how this industry is cultivating uh, the sort of entrepreneurship, lead startup methodology culture, uh, Techstars has become such a powerful champion of how to embrace product development, go-to-market strategy, um, and really training um, people, like incredible people with incredible ideas and helping them uh, really ramp up. I, in my experience, didn't think the space industry was ready for that and have spent the last few years at Starburst really focusing on later stage, uh, legitimizing um, how real this movement is and waiting uh, for years to get to where we are now to partner with Techstars. And, and now that we've gauged and we see how receptive the industry is becoming and that government organizations like Air Force and JPL are not your normal um, participants that you would imagine are curious to learn more about entrepreneurship, but who better than Techstars than, than for us to, as we continue to raise awareness in how to embrace open innovation and how to think about um, uh, accelerated product development and thinking about the market in new ways and working with non-traditional and work with Techstars to really help us expand this activity. So for us, it was a no-brainer. We are very excited to um, converge and bring our expertise of industry, everyone in our organization, uh, in addition to the six sponsors behind this program, um, Starburst is working with 60 other aerospace and defense uh, primes, suppliers, operators, maintenance that understand um, and, and know what they're all looking for. And so we're really trying to bring that kind of pedigree to ensure only the best are coming into this program and continuing to shake up the marketplace because safety is huge and and we have to be more collaborative and less disruptive in really making sure we're continuing to raise awareness in those both camps. Sorry for the long answer. No, that's fine. So, uh, Van, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, um, I I was telling Matt that uh, timing is important here um, in terms of uh, accelerators and and being able to have the right marketplace to be able to do this. Five years ago, it would have been very difficult to do what you're doing today. So from what I'm hearing from you is that the timing is right now for Techstars and Starburst to work together on something like this. Uh, is that is that the way you see it? Amen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally agree. Five years ago, we couldn't have done it, and um, it's taken us a long time. and And it's incredible to see 
how the existing players of this industry are responding to this and being positive about it, being uh, aggressive about it. Um, so it's, it's really an exciting time. And yes, now is the time. Now, before I go, uh, we were before you you joined us. We were actually talking about the process. You know, why would startups uh, or describing the program? So we've been through all that. Um, but I, I want to, and I have a few more questions in that area. But before I do that, uh, I, I have a fundamental question, which is: so we have two different organizations here that are combining forces to work together on this new accelerator from a technical perspective uh, how does that work how, how do you manage to uh, you know what resources are each of you bringing to it and how are you managing this relationship and that's for both of uh, you okay i mean matt you can talk about what you do well um and i think i'm there all the way to be next to matt to support when i can in selecting companies and selecting mentors to contribute and complement the existing sponsors behind the program. But Matt, please. Yeah, I think the first thing to, to point out is that I'm not an aerospace and defense guy. Uh, I've worked in tech uh, across a variety of different industries for my entire career. Uh, I spent my, my, the last three and a half years running our healthcare program. Uh, you know, a similarly quite important, uh, you know, fundamental industry to the well-being of our nation um, where mistakes and uh, uh, risk are uh, are very low 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 acceptance rate Um, and you know at the same time innovation and improvement on the industry drives massive social impact Um, personally me and Techstars in general our philosophy is to surround ourselves and our entrepreneurs with experts in their industry. Um, we don't necessarily think we're experts in any particular industry. What we're really good at is supporting entrepreneurs help build their business, whether that's in fundraising, uh, market discovery, uh, uh, hiring corporate structure, uh, Pitching and telling the story and optimizing your market positioning, it's, it's wildly important and it cuts across every industry you can imagine, whether it's uh, healthcare, agriculture, or uh, consumer tech. Uh, and our job at Techstars is to create the network and the infrastructure that is going to allow our startups to be as successful as possible, to bring the right people through the door, to bring the right people who can advise our companies on the best market positioning for them, the, the best people that they should be talking to. Uh, and, and our job at Techstars is to give those companies the toolkit. Uh, and so when you know, we think through, well, how, how can we build the best program possible? We can't imagine a better partner than, than Starburst to have spent, you know, their, everyone's careers have been in this industry. Um, they have deep networks. They have enormous uh, industry expertise uh, and deep relationships that they can bring to our startups and help us not only select the best companies, but also um, help them grow their business. And so we think that building that, you know, horizontal, structural, global network uh, that Techstars brings and the, the rigorous process we bring to company creation uh, and the, the, you know, intense focus on the aerospace and defense expertise that Starburst brings 
um, you know, companies in this program, I think, are, are going to have, you know, really uh, the, the, the best resources at their disposal to build the best company they can. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, part of, I mean, you, you guys are obviously providing a service here and uh, in return, uh, you need to make a return on your investment. Um, and from what I understand, is it 6% that uh, you, you, you get in stock options or stock from each company? Yep. So the, the program, and when I say the program, I mean, you know, Techstars, Starburst Space Accelerator, invest $120,000 into each company that's accepted into the program. Uh, we do take 6% uh, common stock in return. Um, we think that's actually a feature, not a bug. Um, most companies are not doing our program for the capital. Uh, they're doing it for the rapid commercial acceleration and growth they're going to achieve through, through our program. But in, in taking our capital in exchange for stock, uh, which we then share with all of our partners, with the exception of the government entities. Uh, it creates incredible strong alignment financially for both us and our partners with the company's outlook. Uh, and so, you know, on day one, a company who's in our program, Lockheed Martin, SAIC, Maxar Technologies, and IAI are all financially aligned with the company's growth. And we see that that impacts the behavior of, of the mentors and the, the, the way that our partners engage with our corporate accelerators. It's not just a hypothetical value that they're going to get from working with these startups. There's actual you know, monetary value that they get from working with the startups, not to mention leveraging these new technologies around their own commercial interests and, and helping these companies create the best products for their own needs. And do Techstars and Starburst get an equal share? Uh, we, we generally don't share how we split that up, but we all take a, a, a piece of the equity. I had to ask. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, now getting back to the accelerator itself, um, you know, I, I've talked to different programs out there, including the Creative Destruction Lab in, in Toronto. Uh, I, I'm wondering, what type of startups are you looking for for this initial cohort? Great can, question. Um, yeah, Van, do you want to go for it? Yeah, yeah, thanks. So, so I think a lot of people confuse space technology as just rockets and satellites. Um, and what are the payloads and what are the, you know, remote sensing capabilities? Um, what, what we're dealing with is an incredible opportunity to defy the time it takes for technologies that you're seeing in other sectors to be applied into the space industry. Now, obviously, the space industry is one of the strongest champions of bleeding-edge technology. Um, however, what we find is they are looking for transferability from so many other sectors, whether it's media or whether it's um, automotive and heavy machine, heavy industrial type applications and bringing those capabilities into their sector. So how are we doing data fusion? How are we doing energy management? How are we using sensor technology and robotics? Um, is there... Uh, voice recognition systems for the factory floor. Like we're interested in so many different things. And we obviously with Techstars and the sponsors of this program share a lot of the feedback that we get from all of our um, stakeholders and, and helping to prioritize where we think uh, the strongest opportunities are. 
Okay. And uh, is the program open to international participation? It is. And any restrictions or can anybody apply? Everybody should apply. Anybody? Exactly. Everybody should apply. Uh, I think, you know, Van is probably more familiar with uh, the dynamics of international uh, export control and ITAR. And, you know, certainly international companies will have a different experience than American companies in this program. But, um, you know, we have a, a global partnership and consortium behind this program, and we believe that uh, there are going to be significant opportunities for, for everyone. And, exactly. and what's the criteria to be selected? Ah, that's the best question. Uh, we, what, we do, what we believe firmly at Techstars is that an A-plus team can elevate a C-minus product into a very successful venture, but the inverse is not true. And so we look above all else for team quality. We're looking for founders with deep passion for the problem they're solving. We look for founders who are coachable and have humility. We're looking for founders who can inspire others, who have a history of execution. Uh, and you know, we, we believe with the right team, everything else is, is secondary. And you know, we'll even potentially take a couple companies into this program that might have a great team and either no or very early product. Um, that said, most of the companies do have some technology in market or uh, with some traction. We recognize that in this category, um, traction can look very different depending on you know, where the company is. Um, we are looking for companies with disruptive technology that uh, you know, has some differentiation and is addressing a uh, viable business. Um, and you know, the last thing I'll mention is that you know, there needs to be some form of fit with our partners. I would say if we looked at a company that you know, sold an incredible widget and none of our partners had any interest in that widget, we probably wouldn't take that company, even if that was a great startup to invest in, might just not be for this particular program. Uh, speaking of your partners and considering you're based out of L.A., um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question. Uh, did you approach SpaceX? Um, I, I, the short answer is we've had a lot of conversations with potential partners and pulling this consortium together. Um, you know, we're very well acquainted with the, the SpaceX team. Uh, we expect there will be probably quite a few mentors from, from SpaceX. Uh, but strategically, uh, the fit for them to join this particular consortium uh, wasn't there. Okay. So, um, from what I read online, the application deadline is April the seventh, and the program starts July. It 15th. is. Program starts July fifteenth, and your demo day is already set for October the tenth. Is this going to be just an annual program or are you going to do this, run this through twice a year or what? The goal is to run this annually for many years, uh, but we will likely not run it more than once a year. Ah, okay. Okay. And um, what's a successful outcome for you? I think of that in in three horizons. I think the short-term outcome is that uh, our startups find meaningful 
uh, relationships and have learned a lot about their business and the best path for them. And many of them not only close customer contracts or uh, receive grants, but also are able to raise capital uh, on the startup side and on the corporate side that they find meaningful relationships with startups that advance their mission. Um, the long-term horizon for me as you know, an investor is that seven years, eight years, 10 years from now, a bunch of these companies uh, exit and we all make money. Uh, and Van, I'm curious to, to hear your response as well. We have um, witnessed uh, a, a, like a major shift in, in the increasing supply of competition. Uh, so as government budgets reduce in certain aspects, like the retiring of the International Space Station, um, the Space Shuttle Program, uh, items like the Concorde, you know, as all these incredible technologies that made no economic sense have been retired, um, we've witnessed a, a significant rise of commercial and privatization, private interests to um, expand and identify market growth in those areas. So as we the term often thrown around is the democratization of low-Earth orbit, or LEO. Um, we see incredible opportunity because we have yet to figure out where the use cases are. Will you be watching eSports live on your phone through 5G in four years um, based on a private SATCOM um, link coming from a satellite constellation that goes through this program in a few years? Maybe. And, and I think... Uh, we want to do more to create competition and support the best companies to accelerate that that technology really being um, legitimized and, and and in the marketplace sooner than later. Now, let me throw a scenario out at you. Um, I've got a startup. Uh, I've got a great team, uh, but I'm going in the area of uh, space mining, and the lead time for that is longer than some of the other companies, let's say, that would be applying for the accelerator. Uh, a 70-year time frame for a return on investment isn't likely. Uh, however, I, I have an idea and a, to, to actually uh, generate revenue as we build up the company to actually get to that point where the ROI for your investment and other people's investment is going to be there. Are you going to consider companies like that? I would say absolutely. If a company is chunking out a really long-term vision into um, digestible, achievable milestones that are not only technically feasible, but financially feasible, um, that would be a company that would interest me. And the fact that they've got a you know, well-defined long-term vision that might seem pretty future state, but their path to get there uh, seems viable. Uh, that would be of interest to me. Van, I'm, I'd love to hear how you think about that too. I think it's fun when people, when you hear concepts like asteroid mining, uh, I think it's an incredible area. And, and, but I think, is there a business that's thought about its product roadmap? And we've seen companies that have focused in the short term on manufacturing satellites or other startups, and they've really thought differently about how to, what does the journey look like? And that's what Matt was talking about earlier when it comes to selecting the right people that have the right mindset, that really have the ability to go and, and not necessarily talk about, we're going to be an asteroid mining company today, but 
have seriously put thought and were and are a good candidate to be a part of our program that might make business economic sense to help us get there. Um, and I think I'm really excited to see so many incredible talented companies that have put significant thought into that product roadmap that we believe in, including asteroid mining. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I thought that would be an interesting scenario for you to, to chew into. Um, so this question is for Van, um, and it's just a curiosity one. Um, I noticed that you have an office in Montreal, uh, and be, being Canadian uh, and a very strong advocate of the startup community in Canada, I'm wondering how things are going out of that Montreal office, and have you actually funded or participated or done anything with any Canadian companies yet? Yes, uh, thank you. And the first thing I'd like to do is invite you to join us for our event in Montreal uh, on April 16th. So expect a follow-up for you to uh, come and hang out and meet some of the companies we've identified. Our efforts outside of, so we're a big believer of where is the intersection of the existing economic engine of aerospace and space with the tech sector and entrepreneur culture that's being cultivated in so many different cities. And for us, Paris has been a dominant force for that in Europe and Los Angeles for us in, in, in the U.S. We have, we cannot ignore some of the other lighter um, intersections and we think Montreal is a critical aspect of that. We're not ignoring, I'm a big fan of CDL and what they're doing uh, out of Toronto, but I, I think where the heritage of Bombardier and, and, and Bell and, and so many other companies, whether it's Talus and Canada, Raytheon, have operations in that region. Um, how we partnered locally, we considered a different joint venture model with uh, Echo Technical, um, with, uh, with something called Centech. And so we're really trying to support the educational aspect of it and continuing to identify being a little bit more nuanced to understanding the marketplace a little bit differently and supporting who we think is the right partner to, uh, in, in, in that region to continue to promote and support and give attention to when it comes to technologies for aerospace. And for you, Matt, Techstars is in Toronto, right? But that's the only city in Canada? No, we actually have two programs in Toronto. One, which is our city program, Techstars Toronto. Uh, one, which is our um, commercial real estate or prop tech accelerator with Colliers. Uh, and we run an AI-focused program in Montreal. Ah, okay, great. Okay, so... Uh, we, we love Canada. <laughs> and who wouldn't? Um, so in terms of this first cohort... Um, how many companies are you hoping to have uh, selected? Ten. Okay. <laughs> that was that <laughs> it's was our model. We we we've yeah <laughs> we we um we, we budgeted for ten companies. Our target is ten companies. We find that you know significantly more than that, and the attention we can pay to each company starts to, de to decline. Um, you know, pretty much every tech stars program across the world uh, targets for 10 companies per class. So we're only, what, uh, three weeks away from the deadline, I think, something like that. Um, yeah, scary. Have you got uh, a lot of applications? We have, but we would like to receive more. Aha. Uh -huh. 
Okay. Well, I can tell you that I'll be mentioning this in, in uh, our newsletter, uh, which goes out on a daily basis. So I'll mention it in tomorrow's uh, newsletter. Um, okay. Uh, unless you guys have something else that I've missed in, in terms of a question, um, is there anything else that you think uh, you should ground you should cover? I just wanted to add, I'm really excited. I think I think there's incredible talent in Canada specifically, and so we appreciate your help in getting getting the word out. Um, I want to remind that we're looking for things that are not necessarily space. You know, even though we've been introduced to incredible companies doing quantum key distribution for communications in space, um, we're interested in everything. And I think whether or not there's um, companies in the tech sector that don't know how to do business with space, please um, get in touch and, and we'll, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been focusing on the space side of it, but it is an aerospace um, accelerator. And so there's a lot of, I'm sure you're interested in a lot of aviation uh, type of technologies as well. Thank you. Any closing thoughts, Van? Uh, like I said, it's exciting times. Um, we, we are, we, I, I don't even, I guess, I guess this will change the game. Um, our, our partnership in bringing the best companies to co-locate in LA for, uh, for a year. I mean, as part of this program every year for the next few years, we'll, we'll really shake up the industry and, and we, we will, this will be a different industry in a few years' time, and, and I'm really excited to help shape it as part of this mission. Okay. Uh, thank you both uh, for being on the podcast. I hope I can get you on the show down the road once things uh, once you've gone through your first uh, cohort, and we'll see how things go and what some of the companies that, that have gone through that. Uh, thank you again for being on the show. Mark, thank you for having us. We're deeply appreciative. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of the Space Cube Podcast. If you like this show, please support us on Patreon. The address is patreon.com slash We really appreciate feedback. And to help us, we ask you consider to write a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music if you're so inclined. If you have any comments on this episode, you can email me at podcast at spaceq.ca or you can post them on our website at spaceq.ca where you'll find an archive of each episode if you send me a comment by email i'll write back to you as soon as i can on twitter you can follow us at canada in space and if you use facebook you can find all our articles and links to the podcast on our page the space queue if you like the show please subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app